You're listening to Helping of Happiness, episode number 120. Today we are doing part two of our episode with Jenny and Joe First from Of Progress and Purpose. They are going to give us seven steps to self-confidence. Hi, you're listening to Helping of Happiness. I'm your host, Hilary Hess, a crazy mom of seven kids who loves to eat and loves to travel. Mom life can be exhausting, hectic, and scary at times, so let's take this journey together. We can love, we can learn, we can laugh, we can cry, and we can become better friends while we're at it. So last week, we had episode number 119 with Jenny and Joe First of Progress and Purpose. They talked to us about how to create a meaningful identity, and this week... It's kind of a second part. I had them go a little bit into teaching us a little bit about self-confidence. And they're going to give us seven simple steps to learn how to boost our self-confidence. I thought this would be a great topic this week because school's starting around a lot of different places. And I know for me, it kind of feels like a new year, kind of like New Year's is. It's kind of a second start. And me as a mom, as well as my kids, I think could always use a little bit of self-confidence at the beginning of starting fresh on something. So I hope you enjoy them. If you want to listen to more about them and you, you didn't hear last week's podcast, make sure you go back and listen to it. They're fantastic. We really introduced them more in the podcast that we had before. And make sure you go listen to their podcast. They're awesome. Without any further ado, here's Jenny and Joe. You talk so much about having confidence in yourself. Are there a few things that we can, you can tell us right now that we can be on this path to start having some more self-confidence? Yeah, I would start with the definition of this. And that is why we talk about it so much, because I define confidence and identity as the same thing, knowing and loving who you are. So it's not about getting to some like grand goal in order to be good enough to be confident in yourself. It's about knowing and loving who you already are and being rooted in that identity. So start with the definition, define it as knowing and loving who you are. And once you have that in mind, my next step would be to follow the things that you love because you can't love who you are until you know who you are. And sometimes that's hard to figure out. That is the biggest thing for me right now. And it's different at different stages of your life. You lose that and you come back to it. And so follow the things that you enjoy, that you love, and that's gonna help you find those things that are a piece of who you are. And then once you know what those are, then you have the capability to love that. And and I think, give yourself grace. That would be another thing because if the definition is knowing and loving who you are, again, it's not about getting somewhere. It's about embracing that and owning it um, more than anything. And and again, that's easier said than done. But what about you, honey? Yeah, I would say um, my I, I tend to view uh, confidence kind of from a a perspective of 
like having having a sense that you are capable and that you as you are that you um have the power that your choices matter that you have the power to influence your own future and your own destiny um so some of the ways that i i know of to increase that quality or that attitude in yourself um is well the number one way to do it is to put yourself in uh to give yourself challenges um that th to do things that are challenging that that are attainable um but not uh, not things that are easy um and there's there's a variety of different ways you can do that you know in various hobbies and other pursuits that you can um, do but I think that having success in a challenging situation is um, has been shown in research to to really increase your self confidence um, because you look back and you say hey like my choices did matter I was able to influence the outcome in in an adverse situation and um, and make you know my life better um, and and so I think that's the number one you can do is is set goals that are challenging, but also attainable. Um, another thing that I know of is to um, surround yourself with, with people that you want to be like, um, that, you know, if you, if, if you want to, to achieve something and to have confidence in yourself, you need to surround yourself with those kind of people who are going to push you a little bit um, and who are going to encourage you to reach uh, new heights. When we see somebody, especially somebody who is like us, achieve something, we are more likely to believe that we're able to achieve that as well. Um, so that's something else I would say. Um, and just, you know, try to organize your life in a way that that you have um opportunities um to engage in in enriching um activities that will stretch you um and that will get you a little bit outside of your comfort zone and and move you forward i think that's what i would say and i think in the process recognizing that it's not about comparing yourself to the people around you so much as building that identity. Who do I want to be? What is my purpose? What are my values? And, and you still will do all of those things, but you're not doing it to be good enough. You're doing it because you want to become something and, and fulfill, I guess, the potential that's already inside of you. And along with that getting comfortable with failure is a big thing because <laughs> because you're gonna have trip ups along the way and that's something that we've really embraced <laughs> this year and this season is is that it's okay to fail i think failure is it's a stepping stone it's not a step backwards so yeah i think you know, confidence, another way of defining confidence is the ability to recover from a failure. Um, and, and so, you know, and it's, it's a lot about how you view failure. Do you view it as a threat that you have to avoid? That's the unconfident view. 
Um, but if, if you view failure as a challenge to be overcome, that's a more healthy, self-confident way of looking at it. Um, and if you, if you have the latter view, if you view, view failure as a challenge to be overcome, you're more likely to persist um, when the going gets tough. You're more likely to get back up and persevere when you do fail. And you're actually more likely to um, expend more effort than you normally would um, otherwise. So and that's not to say that you have to enjoy it all either. No, failure is never a, a fun thing. Mm -hmm. Like that's that's not what I'm saying. But it's just, I just, I like I totally agree with that. Looking at it as a challenge to be overcome, but sometimes it's not a welcome challenge. No. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be honest. But it's okay. It's okay for it to be both hard and something that is possible that you're going to take on. Yeah, the irony of that is that if, if you just succeed all the time and you never have failures and you're not comfortable with that, you don't have high self-confidence. You just have an inflated self, you know, <laughs> sense of confidence. But the minute you hit a rough spot, you're going down, you know, because yeah. you're just not, you're not prepared for it. You just crash and burn because you don't know what to do with yourself, right? Yeah. So there's a zone of proximal development in, in uh, the, the amount of challenge that you take on. You can do too much or too little. So do you guys have an example of some kind of challenge that you've given yourself that hasn't been too big of a challenge, that's been kind of right in that meaty curve that you guys are talking about? Well, for me, the obvious answer is, uh, is running for me. Um, I've been a runner since high school, but uh, the last few years I've gotten into um, ultra distance trail running. Um, nice. And for me, that that's really been a venue where I've, I, I've definitely put myself in that zone where failure is very possible. And I've DNF'd a few races, which means did not finish. <laughs> so that, that's definitely a possibility. Every time I, uh, I, I go do a race, um, sometimes you just have a bad day. Sometimes you have a great day. Um, but I think that, you know, that endeavor in particular has um, taught me a lot about how to how to address failure and, and how to overcome it. Um, it's kind of like this little incubator in my life of, of teaching myself how to succeed in other areas of my life. And I, I've seen it really benefit me in some of those other areas because I'm more able to stick to things that are hard, you know, because I'm in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know what, if I can go run 30 or 40 or 50 miles, um, and I can handle that pain for that long, you know, I can, I can handle this, you know, and, and it really helps teach me how to get myself through uh, challenging situations. And, and so that's the obvious example that comes to mind for me is of something that I do that kind of, I think helps build my confidence a lot. I know that when I was younger, I was not a very confident person at all. I was extremely shy in elementary and middle school. Um, I was actually bullied quite a bit um, as, as a younger child um, by other kids my age. Um, and fortunately, I had uh, very good parents who 
helped me see that in a, in a way that allowed me to overcome it. And I'm actually glad of having that experience now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but I'm glad that it happened to me because I think it made me a better person. But when I started running um, in high school, it gave me this, this sense of purpose. It gave me this, um, this ability to take myself, almost take myself out of a situation and look at it almost as a third person and, and be able to watch myself and, and get myself through that situation. Um, and so that, that's kind of where that is coming from for me is, and that's always been something that that's really helped me get through those harder times in life. I bet it's making you such a better teacher and such a better parent to be empathetic to others that have those experiences too. I see that from one of my kids who has had a lot of those kinds of hard times with friends and people around him. And I just think, man, you are going to have the most big bursting heart through your life for having gone through those experiences and still coming out loving other people, you know, cause I think that really is a big, it's a big thing yeah. to overcome. I think that, I think one of the, the biggest things that, that I was taught by my parents and, and through that experience was my, my, and I, I didn't understand it really at the time, but my dad would always say that so-and-so is picking on you because they don't feel about themselves. They're secure about themselves. Um, and again, coming back to this whole identity thing, like that is totally true. When somebody does not, is not grounded and rooted in who they are and secure in their identity and their purpose, that's when you get, you know, these, a person acting out in ways like that, like bullying and, and other antisocial behaviors. Um, and, and like I said, I didn't really understand it at the time, but looking back, like I can say, I can see that, that, that person, you know, really did just did not feel good about themselves. And they were trying to, in, in a really twisted way, trying to compensate, compensate and make themselves feel better about themselves. And, and that kind of really helped me um, develop a sense of empathy towards, you know, and, and I'm friends with some of those people now, um, you know, on, on social media and whatever. And, and, and which is kind of interesting, but I think that understanding that that was what was going on really helped me develop that sense of empathy and be able to get past that and, and not have it hurt me in the ways that sometimes bullying hurts people. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. I love little stories that kind of help tell the concepts that you're talking about. So thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being with us today. I'm all empowered to tackle new situations and work on my self-confidence. I'm so glad that Joe and Jenny were willing to come and spend some extra time with us. And make sure you go back and listen to the episode that we did with them last week if you didn't catch that. They really are just the sweetest couple and I love talking with them so much. If you are listening through Apple Podcasts and you love this podcast, please head over and give us a rating, a review, and subscribe so you don't miss another episode. That's the best way for us to be able to grow is for you to share it with the people that you love.